Well, our moms think we're funny. Hey, I'm Akomi. Hey, this is Turk182. Hey, uh, Akomi, I feel like yeah. we should have, like, trumpets blaring or something. I know, right? Uh, this is, yeah, this is our season three premiere. It is. It, you know, we don't sound excited enough. We sound like Wallcrawler 1 in some of the early episodes. <laughs> I was I was just uh, re-listening to our episode where uh, of in the gutters where we talk about our favorite Robin. <laughs> that's a great episode. That, I mean, that was that's a fun one. Of my one. Favorites. Yeah, that was a really fun one. I really liked that. But yeah, the 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 opening is is very much like that where he's like Wallcrawler one, and you're like, oh, why do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, no this but, uh, this being season. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, you know, go ahead, yeah, with this being season three. With this being season three, I feel like uh, we kind of, uh, you know, we, we kind of need, you know, this is a good opportunity for us to implement some some changes and things like that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of time for us to put at least, you know, something of a new face on the podcast. You know, not, not to totally change everything we're doing, but to at least, you know, kind of take stock of the previous two seasons. So, uh... I don't know if you recall, Turk, but during one of our micro-episodes, you, uh, you had what, what a couple of our listeners referred to as a tirade about a child in a Sonic commercial and how you just wanted to, to as, as, I, as I believe recalling you saying it, was that you just wanted to punch that kid. So um, I believe I did not tell you what I watched. <laughs> I sent you later a clip, but I, I personally did not say what I was watching and what the child was or what they were doing, just that I felt like punching a child. Regardless, I I think before we... (laughs) No, not regardless. Yeah, I mean, that's... The details, details. Don't don't try to drag me down to your level here. (laughs) No, because we also referenced the the poor girl from iPhone from Infinity War. I'm sorry, Endgame. And it's like, and I'm not trying to call... You know, I'm not trying to you know, have anybody go after this person. I was just saying that I felt like punching them. <laughs> I felt like punching them. Regardless, uh, I, I think that it's only fair that uh, before we continue with this podcast and before we move into season three, I'm going to need you to make a pledge to me that you're never going to actually punch a child. So, you want me to pledge to you on uh, right now during our recording, yeah, um, for the for the sake of the podcast, or yeah, yeah, for the sake of morality, Turk, <clears throat> I need you to say that I, Turk One Eighty Two, hereby solemnly swear that I will not throw hands with a child. Mm, I, I can't do that, Godfather, <laughs> uh, because because there, there there are a lot of reasons why I may have to punch a kid, right? Um, <laughs> Just like you, some reason a man might have to choke a bitch, right? <laughs> Is Wayne Brady going to have to choke a bitch? <laughs> right. I mean, a kid could be coming at me with a knife, and I might just have to lay him out, right? Uh, a kid could be... I mean, you know, you have a lot of bad kids. You know, some things... You have bad kids. They like to do bad things. <laughs> it's fun to do bad things. That's right. It's like, you know, like the smoke of cigarettes and stuff. You don't know. <laughs> so, I mean... I mean I may have to, like, slap a cigarette out of the kid's mouth, right? And you might be like, oh, you hit him. You said you wouldn't do that. But like, well, you know. Well, well, no, what, I, if, I what if you just make the solemn pledge that you won't punch an unarmed child who is not doing bad things? Okay, so so just a child that might be, like, just pissing me off. Yeah. 
Because, you okay. know, kid, kids are annoying. Right. Um, no. Okay, why, why not now? Why not now what? <laughs> why, why, why are you not going to make the pledge now? <laughs> oh, so why am I not going to make a pledge that I won't, uh, like, like go ham on a, on a kid just because they're pissing me off? Yeah, yeah, I think that's a pretty reasonable pledge to make. Okay, I mean, I'll tell you, you what. You are a model citizen, right? I will tell you. Okay, I'll make you a deal, right? Because if, if I'm going to pledge, because you, you've you've said some you've said some things on on the channel that have been, uh, I'm sorry, I say channel, but on the on the the podcast that have been a little less than uh, polite, let's say. No, never. Uh, okay, and, and and you lie too, so. <laughs> So I will, I will make a pledge if you will make a pledge. Why should I have to make a pledge? Well, I, I think it's only fair, right? Because we're we're in this together, right? As we're we're co-hosting the podcast, we do things together. So if I'm going to make a pledge, then I'm asking you to also make a commitment. You yeah, asked but... me to make a commitment to you and the podcast, so I'm asking you to make a pledge with me as well. Yeah, but it's it's really obvious that I'm not going to to punch a kid. So I'm not, I'm not asking you to uh, to not do that. I mean, you can punch your kids all day long if you want to. <laughs> uh, what I'm going to ask you is, I will I will pledge that I would never punch an unarmed kid, or you know, it, it, I will never punch a child um, outside of self defense. If you will promise me that you will not dig up any of my deceased relatives and fuck them. Now is this a retro? Is this a retroactive vow? Well, starting from now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well. That's like I mean, he asked you to pledge not to grow up, and you're like, well. well. <laughs> I mean, well. Um. I mean, it's it's not an unreasonable pledge, but I mean, do you really no, I think, think I need to? At all. Do Do you really think I need to make a pledge like that? Do I have a history of of digging up your deceased relatives? At that, I don't know. I'm not with you every waking moment. But <laughs> I can pull out my Elijah board and find out. <laughs> I mean, but do I, I look I, like Ender Darling to you or something? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, going back to the Bone Thief. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I do I look like the kind of guy? Okay. Uh, have I ever um, hit an, a, you know, a, an unarmed child? I mean, not that I've seen, but you go off on your own a lot at cons. Fair enough. And you always come back with, like, this really self-satisfied look on your face, and you always say it's because you got good stuff from the dollar boxes, but I'm starting to think that it might be because you've just, like, laid out some kid. And you do often see kids walking around with big red marks on the side of their faces, but I do think those two things are unrelated. I mean, it's, it's possible that they're unrelated, but, you know... Um, so I'm going to say no. I'm not going to make that pledge. Actually, even if you make your pledge, I'm still not going to. Because you know what? That's not something that a reasonable person needs to pledge. I agree. Just just as it's not something that a reasonable person needs to pledge to not commit necrophilia with your best and, friend's deceased relatives. So, <laughs> Or with anyone's deceased relatives. Well, let's not be hasty. Can I still be Garth? <laughs> 
but I fully, I fully agree that I do think it's kind of it's unrealistic and unreasonable and just downright stupid to pledge something that it's one thing to say, you know what, uh, I have, uh, let's say. I need to exercise more. I'm not in the best shape possible. And I'm going to make a pledge that I'm going to, you know, cut back on the sweets. And I'm going to, you know, if, I, if, I, if I'm not going to go to the gym, I'm at least going to do something that uh, to, you know, some kind of exercise or some kind of home, you know, or care for myself. Whether it's I'm going to do some push-ups or, you know, jog in place or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But to, to make a pledge to say that I'm not going to do something that any normal person wouldn't do that it's just an unspoken unwritten expectation that yeah i'm not going to do this you know like like uh what's that that guy that uh that married his car remember that oh yeah like was having huh yeah yeah the the video where he like announces it to his dad (laughs) right you know yes that that's that kind of thing does happen unfortunately but that's not something you should actually put out there and be like, okay, let's make a law that says you, because no, no reasonable person <laughs> would do that. I shouldn't have to make somebody pledge not to do that. Well, you know? I, I think it's fair to say that it's, you know, in certain cases, it's just, it, it, it's an insult to the person's morality. Obviously, you know, like, I, I know you well enough to know that you're not just going to punch a kid. And so I don't have to expect you to make a promise like that to me. Or a pledge right. like that to me, but and in I know that a you lot don't have of cases, time to dig up graves. <laughs> yeah, I'm too damn busy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's it's also you know with a lot of this stuff, it's kind of an insult to you know not only the person's morals but also an insult to the person's intelligence. <laughs> of like, I, I would hope that you would think better of me than to know that I don't have to promise you that I'm not going to fuck my car. Exactly. Or, or me, honestly, I don't really give a shit about your car. Just don't stick your dick in my car. <laughs> I don't drive your car. <laughs> so, we we bring this up, ladies and gentlemen, because um, there's there's been another wave of what people are referring to as comics gate, and they're revealing. Uh, I don't know if we necessarily want to drop the names of these creators. Cyborg Akomi clone from the future here. Akomi is wrong on this one. Comics Gate is actually a different movement than what they're discussing today. I brought this up to him but he just doesn't listen. Someday, I will destroy him and take over as the one true Akomi. Someday very, very soon. Uh, no, I don't but, think so. I think but, it's just like when, when there's like any kind of like mass shooter or whatever. It's like the less attention you give them, the better. You can mm-hmm. you can discuss it, and but I don't think that we need to actually give them any more attention by saying who they are yeah but in like the past four five six months something like that there's been a lot of accusations of a very large number of creators uh just kind of uh abusing their positions not only with their fans which we've talked about this with like youtubers like with pro jared or with the yogs cast guys where you know they they wind up hooking up with fans and it winds up kind of blowing up in their face but it's also things with like people with inside routes to editors editors themselves people who can actually help people get their foot in the door in the industry who are doing this kind of thing of like oh yeah i'll i'll show your portfolio to my editor but you got to sleep with me first and then like there's just this is kind of blowing up a lot i've even seen accusations against um uh, a couple of people who i was uh who i had my work in an anthology with 
Um, oh, wow. Just, yeah, yeah, that was that was a bit mind-blowing of like, uh-oh. <laughs> well, you know, I, uh, I saw... Can't put that one on the table anymore. <laughs> I saw one... Well, see, I, I disagree, but we'll, we'll get to that later. Um, but I... Uh, I saw one recently, like uh, something came out about somebody and they were saying that uh, yeah, when they would have these meetings that uh, they would make sure that certain people didn't sit near this person because, you know, they they had to they had to grabby hands. And Wasn't that uh, somebody in Disney or something like that? Uh, no, it's someone or that's Pixar? worked for it's someone that's worked for the two majors. Oh, um, well. Wow. There, there was a thing with John Lasseter, like, you know, one of the reasons that he left, I think probably the main reason was because he would, you know, be uh, overly, uh, like, huggy and touchy and stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but no, this was uh, actually a, uh, a writer, a comic writer, that something came out about them recently about that. And I'm like, okay, if you have to do that, if you have to say, okay, you know, and yeah, we talked about this way back in season one when we were mm-hmm. saying, you know, like, yes, I could call attention to something and it could cost me my job. And you're like, yeah, but I mean, is that more important than letting this person do this? And um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. We talked about that in our Weinstein episode. Right. And it's like, I know these people need to be exposed. But one, if everyone knows about it, I shouldn't be the only person saying it. And... Even though yeah, I, I want to say something. I, I hate it, when people talk about, like, quote, open secrets at conventions or in companies or something like that. It's right. like, oh, it was, it, was an, it was an open secret that Joe Schmo liked 15-year-old girls. It's like, no, no, that's that's not okay. No. And it's, it's not some open secret that everybody just doesn't agree to talk about. I mean, what the fuck? Right, yeah, yeah. It's... It, it, it's there should be... The thing is, I shouldn't have to be the only person that says anything. I shouldn't have to be the person that loses my job because I'm calling out something that you, especially someone that is in a position of management, knows about. And you should be doing something about it. Why should I have to be the one to to address it and then lose everything I've worked hard for Mm -hmm. and, and go nowhere? And I shouldn't also ignore either. But but me as a regular person. Why am I being put in that situation? I should yeah. I shouldn't be put in that situation to where I either turn a blind eye and be like everybody else, or I lose everything, and why everyone else gets to continue on with what they're doing. And then if and when the truth comes out, I don't I don't get my job back. Right. You know. I mean, I still stay this like blacklist person. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, but at the same time, like, can I? So so what do you like so what do you do? You say, okay, well, knowing that this person's like that, here, let's go ahead and lay down some rules. You know, just like just like with the wine scene thing. It's like, uh, don't, you know, don't sit this person next to this person, you know, in these meetings. Make sure that they don't take any private meetings with them in their office, that that kind of stuff. It's like, I shouldn't have to do that, but if that's what I have to do to kind of keep from losing everything I worked hard for, this is my dream. It's either that or let it happen. I, I mean, it's, it's a lose, 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 lose situation. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying and to it, find the one where I lose the least. Yeah, and it should never go that far. It should never reach the people at the bottom to begin with. Right. You know, I it, mean, it, like, it, when you're when you're looking at a, a publishing company like that, you as the content creator, it's not like with self-publishing, like with us, where it's like, you know, we're, we're basically everything within 
our quote-unquote company. You know, we are editor, producer, publisher, fucking everything. We're not just the artist and the writer. Right. We, we do it all. But when it comes to a company like the Big Two or like IDW or whatever, when you are the artist or the writer, you're basically at the bottom. You, you move from being the content creator with all capitals to just being the laborer, essentially. And you're, you're basically at the bottom of the pecking order. And it shouldn't, it shouldn't come on you to catch wind of something like that and have to make decisions like that. Right. And, right. And so you've got, you've got those people basically doing your job for you. And the easiest thing about doing your job would be to say, oh, hey, guess what? You don't work here anymore. You know, um, but, but no, instead you put the burden on other people passively to say, oh, well, you know, and, and you're not asking to do it because then you got the whole pause deniability thing. Well, I didn't ask you to do that. Or you could say, well, I didn't know. Because if I tell you to do it, then that means openly I know and uh, I'm just not going to address it. So I'm not going to do anything. But, you know, again, you'd like the whole open secret thing. So if you're not if you're not going to look out for them, then, well, you know, you're just as you know, you're just as culpable as I am. I'm like, eh, no, but it shouldn't be my job. It shouldn't be my job to do this. And right. you're you're indirectly making it my job. And which is a dick move. Yeah, yeah, seriously. But and, going back yeah. to the, the, the whole point of all this is that, <laughs> you know, making someone pledge to do something, you know, say, I'm not going to do these things. Uh, first off, how many, how, you and I have had, you know, a variety of different jobs throughout our lifetimes. How many times have you seen somebody, um, like, get fired from their job for, doing for not doing what they're supposed to do or doing what they were told not to do a few times a few yeah how many of those places that you worked at had um like a uh what do you call like like an integrity uh policy that said that you have to like abide by these things right here and you know and you're not going to do this and you are going to do this and blah 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 and you sign that an integrity policy? I mean, all of my, I think all of my jobs, but like one had uh, integrity training, but we never had to sign anything or anything. It was just like, here's company by, policy, by, don't do that. Right, but by taking the training, you're acknowledging that I know that these are the rules, and yeah. I'm going to abide by those rules, right? Yeah, yeah. So those people that got fired, they pretty much said, yes, I know the rules, but I'm going to break them anyway. Pretty much, yeah. Which, I mean, in the context of what I'm talking about with the people I witnessed, it's like, everybody knows that you don't come staggering into work drunk on your day off and right, and fall asleep underneath the, the cleaning supplies. So, <laughs> I mean, right. like, I, don't, I don't think that even needs to really get covered in training, but that kind of goes back to what we were talking about. <laughs> right, and you, you, you don't do things like use somebody else's, you know, like login information to go into an account and uh, redirect money that's for somebody else to go to you and then use that money to buy a house and shit. You, that's something yeah. you do. Um, yeah, right. Right. And, you know, and for, if you do something like that, you certainly shouldn't still keep your job after finding out. Uh, <laughs> after people find out about it. That's that's just not something that should happen either. Yeah, um, and, and the person who was wronged who reports it shouldn't have to be in fear of repercussions either. They should just be able to report it. <laughs> and the reason I'm bringing that up is because these people had the same training you did, but mm -hmm. yet they still did these things. So obviously that they don't give a shit and they're liars. So yeah. 
So saying that, you know, I'm going to make a pledge or you want me to sign a pledge saying I'm not going to do this doesn't mean anything. I mean, I mean, that means less than like the crust on the bottom of my heel. I mean, it doesn't mean shit because I can sign it all day long. It doesn't mean that I'm going to abide by it. Right. So what? what's the it's pledge? Like, it's by by sexually harassing somebody or by like, you know, God forbid, raping somebody or whatever, you're already breaking the law anyway. So it's like, is is signing a non-legal document saying that you're not going to do it going to actually do anything when you're already fucking breaking the law? <laughs> right, because when they fire you and they say, oh, you also broke our company policy and the pledge you signed. Like, and the judge goes, <laughs> the pledge? And, and yeah, I mean, right, it's it's it it's kind of it's kind of stupid. It, it, a little again, bit. People have to be held accountable, but you shouldn't have to to call out call it out specifically and say, "Don't do this," because it should be the expectation. Don't do this. You know, just like you said, it's it. it you know that that doesn't really just having you say it's it's like it reminds me of that scene from Tommy Boy when he's like, you know, and it's like, oh yeah, I can give you a guarantee, but you know, what does that mean? You know, it's like it means nothing. But you're gonna put that under your pillow, help you sleep at night. I can take a dump in a box and mark it guaranteed. You know, you know, <laughs> I, it, it doesn't mean anything. Your pledge doesn't mean anything. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's like having a restraining order. It's a piece of paper, but it really all depends on whether or not I want to abide by that. And if I and if I'm so inclined to abide by that, then you shouldn't even have to have that piece of paper. Right. Right. Because I, I'm I'm pretty much doing it on my own anyway. Right, yeah, and we, we've talked about that, like, not not on the podcast, but just in personal conversation with, like, you know, my, my upbringing in uh, pretty rigid churches, it's like, you shouldn't have to make a chastity vow if you're planning on waiting until you're married, then you're gonna wait until you're married. It doesn't take some, like, it, it doesn't take signing some, you know, form letter or whatever saying that you will, it's, it's that same kind of logic. But... Right, cause, I, cause when I get all hot and heavy, you're like, are you ready? I'm like, oh shit! Whoa, whoa. I, I'm sorry. I, I chastised you. I signed this thing. I was like, Ooh, I'm glad I remembered that. <laughs> Damn it! If, if only, if only I hadn't signed that, man, I'd just be all on you right now. I'm like, oh, but but no, I did. I did sign that. So uh, I hope we can still be friends. No, oh, no. They, they gave me the fully rely on God slap bracelet and everything to commemorate it. I mean, <laughs> you see, I, but, I tied this the string to my finger. <laughs> But it goes back to what you were talking about, where it's like, it's just, you know, it shouldn't, it's not even something that you should have to come up with. Oh, is this an acceptable thing? It's like, it, everybody knows whether or not it's acceptable. And it goes back to what we were talking about a few micro episodes ago with our talks on, like, police brutality and stuff like that. Where it's like, you know, if, if I go to Wendy's and get a Frosty, and the guy behind the counter just, like, sticks his dick in my Frosty, I'm gonna be pissed off. And I'm going to say, you know, let me talk to your manager. Hey, manager, this guy needs to be fired. And you know how I'm going to react if the manager's like, oh, yeah, you're like the 25th guy he's done that to. Right. That's just Jeff. It's like, well, fuck that. I want to see this place burn to the ground because what the fuck? Right. Because I'm like, you say, okay, first off, everybody knows that the only good Frosties are ones that have Roy sticks his dick in, not Jeff. (laughs) Jeff and Dick Frosties are like the fucking worst. God, I hate Jeff. Nobody wants a Jeff Dick Frosty. (laughs) Yeah, and you can tell too before even before you even like like get some, you like you taste it. You can just tell by the way the spoon goes in the fresh. Like, oh, this is a fucking Jeff one. <laughs> but but you're you're exactly right. I shouldn't have to tell you not to do that. 
that should just be the expectation. Now, does yeah. that mean that, that everyone's going to buy by that? No. But again, I shouldn't have to tell everybody not to do it. Yeah, and and there should never exist somebody who has like 25 counts of it against them. Just like there should never exist a cop with 25 counts of brutality against him, just like there should never exist a Wendy's cashier who has stuck his dick in 25 different Frosties, it it shouldn't go that far. It should never go that far before people on our level do something about it. Right. It, that, that's, it's, uh, it, it's ridiculous. And then to, like I said, to, to have somebody or ask them to sign a pledge saying that you won't do it. Again, what are you doing? I mean. Yeah. You know what? I, I want to read this pledge just so people can see what we're talking about. Okay. And uh, then we can kind of go into why this rubbed us both the wrong way, because, like, I saw this shared by several people who I otherwise respect very highly, and whose work I admire very much, and I saw this getting shared around a lot, and it made me bristle, and I was like, no, no, fuck that, you know, I don't, no, and then I sent it to you, and I was like, am I, am I in the wrong here for kind of bristling at this, and you kind of reacted the same way I did, so, and I just, I kind of want people to, go ahead. I was going to say, I do have to say one thing, though, because you send that to me, and I send stuff to you, and you're like, nah, nah, I don't see a problem with it at all, and fuck what they're talking about. And then you always <laughs> go, but, you know, you and I, we kind of, like, have the same, like, viewpoints on things, so <laughs> so us sharing things back and forth, like, am I wrong on this? We're always going to get the answer of, like, no, you're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, I'm just in really... this for the ass pats, really, but... <laughs> <laughs> right, we're... We're not really being objective, to be fair. <laughs> All I want is validation for my existing <laughs> viewpoint, however. <laughs> but no, so here's here's the pledge. It was getting shared around under the hashtag comics pledge. Men in comics no, say no. no. <laughs> Sorry, you said no. pledge. <laughs> Men in comics say no. There are a lot of ideals we claim to honor in comics. Hope, justice, unity, innovation, creativity, freedom. None of them mean anything unless men in comics change our behavior and hold each other accountable for the safety of women and all people of marginalized genders and sexes. Which I don't necessarily disagree with. It's just that I don't feel like I need to make this Boy Scouts pledge to uphold that, you know? Right, Uh, because me signing a pledge doesn't mean I'm actually going to... Like, I can sign a pledge and say... I'm not going to do X things, but that also doesn't mean that I'm going to like, oh, yes, this person has been marginalized or I say, I swear that I I won't like be mean to this person or I won't hold them back. But it also doesn't mean I'm going to like lift them up either. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or enable them if they're in the wrong. (laughs) Right. It's it's like it's like Batman Begins. It's like, you know, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you either. Right. I'm still abiding by my pledge. <laughs> so here's here is the pledge. Um, I pledge to never abuse, harass, groom, or manipulate women and all people of marginalized genders and sexes, to hold myself accountable for my own actions, be open to the comments and concerns of my peers, and educate myself, to actively intervene when we see or know of abuse, harassment, grooming, or manipulation, To ally for women and all people of marginalized genders and sexes experiencing abuse, harassment, grooming, or manipulation. To actively call out our friends and peers, even when no one else is watching. And to commit to this pledge for the long haul and keep this conversation alive in the industry. 
We understand marginalized genders and sexes to include, but not be limited to non-binary and binary trans people, two-spirit, agender, and gender-fluid people, as well as intersex people of any gender. So there's the whole pledge. I mean, like... Okay. You know, like, I'm not gonna harass or groom or manipulate or whatever women anyway, so why should I have to make a pledge about that when I'm... I haven't done it one time in 30 years. I don't intend on ever doing it. And, and if I was going to do it, again, this pledge really isn't going to stop me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like, I'm either not going to do it or I'm going to do it. And either way, me sharing this thing on social media doesn't enter into that as a factor at all. And is this already, like, is it a part of your, whatever company it is that you work for, is this already a part of, like, their their whole company, like, you know, whatever their program was, was an integrity thing or whatever that says, you're not going to do these things. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's a part of it, you know? So I shouldn't, you know, like, I'm pretty sure that Domino's doesn't have a thing in there that says, I promise I won't spit on every pizza. (laughs) No, because that, that's a given. Yeah. Yeah. It's a given. So I shouldn't have to tell, I shouldn't have to say, I promise not to do that because again, I wouldn't expect you to, Uh, you know, it's so, even though it does happen it's not the expectation right and I don't know if I walked into a Domino's and just saw like a signed pledge with all the employee signatures saying we swear to never like spit on the pizza I would think well then obviously somebody here has spit on the pizza exactly you know it's like how many how many spit pizzas i've eaten from you from you guys it's like so why does phil have to share this thing to his timeline or whatever to his twitter feed saying that he swears that he's not gonna manipulate or groom or harass or whatever he's not gonna diddle the maid or what whatever you want to look at it as what what does tom have in his past here you know it's like what what's going on it just ah it just feels like whoever wrote that is like this school marm who's saying I expect you to do A, B, and C and it's like well I was going to do that anyway but now that you felt the need to spell it out for me I'm a little bit pissed off at you <laughs> right and now it almost kind of makes me not want to I mean yeah. I'm so wanting to because it's not like I'm like well, I was like, well shit there's a law that's not to kill <laughs> fuck that I wouldn't plan on killing anybody but now like, no <laughs> I was like I'm still not going to but now I'm just going to feel a little more like kind of pissed off about the fact that you had to ask me not to yeah, yeah. I mean, like, and I dealt with that a lot when I was younger. Would be like, I'd be in the process of taking the trash out, and my parents would be like, "Take that trash out." And it's like, you know what? I was doing it, but now I don't want to. Yeah, I, you know, the temptation is to just leave it, leave it there because I was clearly doing it. You should be able to expect by now that I'm going to do it without being asked, because I've established a history of just doing what I'm supposed to do. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah, I don't. I don't get that. I mean, if if you had to, let's say if I, I felt like I had to write some kind of pledge, I think that I would say, okay, here here's my pledge. You know, I pledge that if I find myself, you know, wanting to do something that goes against, you know, the very decency or morality or, you know, just common sense or goodness that's expected of all human beings, that I will come to, you know, my HR representative of the company and say, hey, I would like some help. 
Yeah. <laughs> and that you would, and just like if I came to my HR and say, you know, and this is kind of a weird thing. If, if I show up to work drunk, right, or I show up to work high, and they're like, hey, you're high, you're drunk, and uh, you've been doing, you know, illegal drugs, uh, uh, so uh, I'm afraid we're going to have to let you go there, Turk182. Um, you know, the fact that you're a 80-year-old man, a teenager's body, it never bothered me, but, uh, you know, <laughs> so... They're going to let me go. But if I go to them, I say, um, so look, um, I've got an alcohol problem or, or, or a serious drug addiction and it's starting to get out of control and, and I'd like some help. Then they'll help me. I get to keep my job, mm-hmm. which kind of seems like a kind of a shit move. It's like if I come to you for help, you know, then you'll help me. But I also have to recognize that I have a problem, which most addicts don't really fully recognize that they have a problem because the first thing you have to do is admit you have a problem, which I was like, no, I don't have a problem. I can quit whenever I want to. Mm-hmm. It just happens that whenever I want to is when I run out of money in French. <laughs> and so instead of saying, oh, hey, you did this, this offer you treatment first and then, you know, we'll fire you. But, you know, whatever. So I think I would expect the kind of same thing. here. It's like, hey, you know what? Um, I have found myself, you know with these various things going on or like, you know, whenever I see like a hot young girl in the office, I'm just like, mm, boy, I want to hit on her mercilessly. Or, you know, I find myself, you know, like going by and just hanging around her desk so I can look down her blouse. You know, I've got some issues here. And, uh, and I realize that that's wrong. And I would like your help in addressing that. Uh, it's a professional help. So I can not be that person. Right. That's a pledge I would sign. Because the main thing it's doing is asking me to take responsibility for my actions. Right. Not actions that I might do or that, you know, obviously that no regular person wouldn't do, but actions that I that I am doing right. or right. fully realize that I would do and saying, yeah, sure. And the thing is, like, instead of just firing somebody and being like, oh, yeah, so you're fired, you know, get the crap out. It's now of like, oh, hey. We can help you become a better person or help you become the person that you want to be mm-hmm. as opposed to you're fired. You're still the piece of shit that you always were. Right. And no one has really stopped you from being a piece of shit. Right. And, you know, I, th- I think that's kind of the whole thing with cancel culture in general. And really, this is just kind of an extension of cancel culture of, oh, you know, writer of, you know, big comic X or whatever has sexually harassed women let's just completely cancel him and it's like okay but you know no lessons learned here you know it's like he he's not he's not in this situation where it's like what i did was wrong what i did hurt people no all he's facing right now is i lost everything because i got caught that doesn't you know that doesn't teach him anything Right, and let's say that let's say that this this kind of abuse that that they that they have towards women or, or abusive nature they have towards women, no matter what it is, um, maybe that stems from a a dislike or hatred for women. Well, now that I've lost my job, guess what? You've just reinforced that because now mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. I'm going to blame them. I'm going to say, oh, that you know, and whether it, whether it's a a woman or you know. Say LGBTQ person or a minority, all you've done is just reinforce that belief, and they're still not acknowledging that the role they play in that. As opposed to if you try to get somebody help, right? Just just firing them doesn't it removes them from that area, but it doesn't remove anything about them. And also, 
it, like it, it reinforces whatever that belief is, which mm-hmm. is going to move them to the next level. Uh, so that's yep. not really the, the proper way. Yes, I understand that we don't want them, you know, to be around these people, but maybe there's a way that they, they can get some help. And how about we try to do that? Maybe we say, okay, look, I can't have you here right now, but maybe there's another place that you can work to, or maybe what we'll do is we'll put you on some kind of like a paid leave thing that also requires you to attend these classes or this training or get this kind of help. For like a, on a one month, two month base, whatever it is, and then we'll reassess at that time. And if it seems like something has changed with you, then you know we'll continue that on and get you back into the company doing something else. Or maybe we'll we'll say, okay, well, we'll have you work from home, you know, during, depending on whatever it is. And and if that's not working out, then we're going to let you go, you know. Right. But at least we can try to to. I don't want to say reform, but that's pretty much what it is. It tried to reform you or your way of thinking and give you the, the help that, that we need. And if you say, hey, I don't need your help. Women are pieces of shit. And, you know, and fuck that guy over there and this person over here. And, uh, you know, I don't care what you call yourself. This is what I think you are. And, you know, and, and so then be like, oh, yeah, well, bye. Right. You know, I mean, <laughs> so, right, you're, I mean, you're, um, um, yeah, like you said, you know, just 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 canceling someone or you know, forcing them to lose their job or whatnot—that that's not changing who they are. And that's really what you want to do is you want to try to. I hate the fact that change is like you know that that's the word I'm using like change them um, and make them better. But it you know you want to try to get them to understand that their way is not necessarily the right way. It's not it's not the way that the rest of us see things. Um, and if they insist that that's the way they want to be, hey, by all means, you know, live your own life. You're just not going to live it here with me. Right. Yeah. And if you continue with that attitude, you may not be living your life much longer. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm going to do something. But again, I'm not the only person that uh, that doesn't like what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you know, that's that's not to deny that, like, what what we have here is a problem, but. I, I, I don't know, it just, you know, it's it, much like the police brutality thing that we've talked about, that it's like, it doesn't seem like people are actually doing anything to resolve the root of the problem here. And making a bunch of people who were never going to do anything shady or nasty in the first place, making them make a pledge to not do that shit, it's like, well, no. You know, that, that doesn't even begin to address the problem. That doesn't help with people in positions of power who are using that as leverage to, to sexually harass or groom women or whatever. Like, it, right. it just, it's not fixing anything. It's just, it's so frustrating to see that, like, you're, you're not doing anything to fix the problem here. I, it's so infuriating. And, and, you know, so let's say, let's say I sign that pledge. Um, well, I'm supposed to do, like, carry that with me or put on a sign or something and people are like oh he signed the pledge yeah he's good he's good yeah it's okay i mean like what no what 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 is that doing I, like so there's some that somehow but like oh yeah yeah i wasn't gonna uh i wasn't gonna sit down and talk to you uh but i see you signed the pledge so no you're cool yeah i trust you now <laughs> I'm like no that doesn't mean anything oh it's the morality police i have to listen to him now that's just i mean uh, we've that- I just I think it's I think it's kind of ridiculous to be like like so I mean does the pledge somehow make you feel better 
about being around this person. Like I, I had my, I had my doubts, but I see they signed the pledge. Like, no, I don't. I mean, that would be like me going to like a gas station in the deep South at like 10 o'clock at night. And they've got like a Confederate <laughs> flag, like, you know, hanging, but the sign on the window that says black people welcome. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure they are. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> like, like, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> I don't know. And you know, like, we've, that, we've that talked about this. Doesn't it immediately make me feel better? Right. <laughs> and we've, we've talked about this kind of thing before with like, you know, there's, there's so many layers of, and we talked about this with the Ron Jeremy discussion, that there's so many layers of like what constitutes consent and so, like, let's say that we're, like, at the after party of Heroes Con or something, and we're, you know, getting some drinks in the hotel lobby, and we see an industry professional that we both respect talking to, you know, a, a lady who's clearly younger than him. I mean, what are we supposed to do in that context? Are we supposed to be, go up and be like, excuse me, ma'am, I'd like to see your driver's license. Gotta make sure that you're over 18 here. I mean, like, I what? Do. Exactly how far is this supposed to go as far as us, you know, calling people out or whatever? Dude, I, I actually saw that once. Wow, really? That, that, that exact scenario you just described, I saw that once. Wow. And it, it, wasn't, it wasn't a professional, like, it wasn't someone I knew, but it was someone that was at the con that had a table, and I didn't know them, but they were with someone, and I thought it was... I thought it was like their child, but they were, and they were young. They were obviously in their teens hmm. and they were in the, they were in the lobby, uh, uh, the bar and they were a little overly dressed for someone their age. I think and I was I, there for that. Wasn't I? This sounds really I, familiar to have, me. You may have been there because I mean, I don't know exactly how old this person was, but they looked young. This and sounds really familiar to me. They were talking to someone else that, um, and the people that I thought were their parents walked off and left the young girl with the guy. And I, yeah, I think you might have been there because I, I remember making a comment to somebody. I was like, that doesn't look right. Like, I, uh, that does not yep. look right at all. Yep, I remember that. I, I, mean, I but, do remember that. That was a hero's con. Yeah, it was, and mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't wasn't at the con. It was at the hotel. At it was the later after party that night, and uh, but not knowing oh. any of the people involved, there wasn't anything I could say. Or I, I mean, it could be like I don't think it was like there's nothing I can say about that. And I don't even know what was happening with them. I don't know how they knew each other. So just because it doesn't look right to me, doesn't mean anything bad was going on. You know? Yeah. But yeah, it was it was super uncomfortable. So, yeah, just real quick, I'll just say, uh, sorry about the cut in the audio here real quick, folks. I just had to step away for just a moment, but um, we can get back into the flow of things now, hopefully. Uh, So what was this episode about? (laughs) The brothers went in with guns. They came out with jobs. The brothers (laughs) went angry no more. (laughs) (laughs) I love I love that scene in Uncle Sucker when he yeah. explained what happened to like the Black Panthers. <laughs> it's like because it's just so funny. It's like they went when it, went in with guns and they came out with jobs. They weren't angry. It was like, well, yeah. <laughs> what do I have to be angry about? I got a job now. That's right. What I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I'm gonna get you, sucker.
<laughs> that that whole scene with Chris Rock is just brilliant. Oh yeah, that is that's that's fantastic. I just want one rib. I sure am hungry. <laughs> <Just> one rib. <laughs> my cups cost more than fifteen cents. Okay, <laughs> fuck the cup. Just pour it in my hands for a dime. <laughs> oh lordy. Uh, we've definitely been going over an hour on this, but I want to keep going for at least a little bit longer so we can kind of finish up our thoughts. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I don't know. I've been looking for a way to tie this in, and maybe it doesn't tie in, but it's it's been on my mind since we had our big conversation about the police and the whole, the whole climate of what's going on right now. And uh, I, I don't know if we discussed it on recording, but there's that whole thing where when they started introducing some of the restrictions on, like, getting rid of um, of the immunities that cops have, or when they started, like, outlawing certain types of things like chokeholds or whatever, that a lot of police quit in protest. You know, it's, um... I, I'm not. Even, I'm not even quite sure what to say about that. Right. Like, wait, 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 wait. You're telling me that I can't like put a, a like a, a, a wooden baton like up against someone's neck and and restrain them that way by cutting off their airflow to the point that they might and have died. I can't do that anymore. Listen, fuck. I don't want to be a cop. But yeah. So um. So yeah, a bunch of cops. Uh, apparently, you know, it's it's hard to say in this day and age of fake news, but uh, you know, a bunch of cops quit in protest of these like newly established rules. So I was just thinking, and you know, this kind of I don't know how well this really ties into what we're talking about with like this comic industry thing, but you know, imagine that like you have me and <laughs> over for a recording session, and I'm sorry, uh, you you and who? Uh, oh shit, wall crawler one. Now I'm doing so it. Start, start again? So, <laughs> I'm not going to edit it that carefully. <laughs> um, so, imagine that you have me and Wallcrawler over for a recording session. And, uh, and like, let's let's say that... Um... <laughs> Damn it, dude. You forced me to edit this stuff. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so, so let's say <laughs> Rex Kramer, professional risk taker. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> so let's say that like, um, that, uh, that you, you walk into the room. Yeah. Yeah, that we're there, and that you walk into the room, that, like, you have to step out, to take a break during a recording, you walk back into the room, and one of your statues is just on the floor, shattered into a million pieces. And so you say, okay, well, this is a bit upsetting, I'm not gonna call either of you out on this, not here to get anybody to take responsibility from this, but at this point on, everybody just needs to, you know, keep a reasonable distance away from the statue shelves, you don't need to get that close... No, nobody needs to get that close. You can just admire them from a distance. Right. And then I jump up and say, hey, fuck this. Fuck you. I don't need you policing me and telling me how to do this. I'm out of here. And I leave. It kind of makes me look like I'm the one who broke it, right? Right. So. <laughs> not, not like that, but it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. If I can't come over to your house and just do whatever the fuck I want, 
I'm just not going to come over here anymore. Exactly. <laughs> so if you have a force full of cops and you say, okay, guys, we're kind of thinking that maybe choking people out to the point that they die is not really acceptable and not necessary at all for you to do your jobs. And if half of them jump up and say, hey, fuck this and fuck you, I'm out of here. I don't need you telling me how to do my job. Well, that kind of makes you look like the assholes who are choking people out. So. <laughs> right. Wait, 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 wait. You tell me, how else am I supposed to be able to, to keep people in control, huh? <laughs> I mean, if they're guilty, I should be able to just kill them, right? Now, now, I understand there's a fine line between passing out and then and dying, but, you know, it's 50-50. <laughs> so, uh, and again, I don't know how well this, like, really ties into what we're talking about, unless, unless you want to say that, you know, it should be obvious enough to people to say, hey, you know... This kind of shit's not acceptable. And, you know, the, the guys who say, well, fuck you, if you're going to try to police how I handle myself at a con, then I just don't need to do this. Well, then that's pretty obvious that you're the piece of shit. But at the same time, it's like, we don't, uh, I, I don't know, we just, we don't need a pledge here when we're already not doing it. We're not I, responsible for it, and I, I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think... I think everything you're saying, obviously, I'm agreeing with. But you're you're right. It's and you know, for me, I'm not the kind of person that automatically expects the best out of everybody. I don't. <laughs> I I expect the worst out of it. And then when you do good things, I'm shocked as hell. I'm like, oh wow, you're mm -hmm. not a piece of shit after all. Mm. And, and it's not it, it's not because I'm just you know. It's just because that's just kind of just how how I've just developed over time, you know. Um, I'd rather be pleasantly surprised than to be caught off guard. Right. Um, but the thing is, deep inside, though, I always hope that I'm going to be pleasantly surprised. That is my expectation. Is the uh, oh, sorry. That is that is my desire is to be pleasantly surprised. Right. I expect to be, you know, to be like, oh, that's what I thought. But yep. my desire is that. I'm going to be surprised. That's that's really what I want. Uh, but to to kind of take all this and just kind of really put it into into like a like, like a summary. <clears throat> did, did you we just expect people to be people, good or good and bad. Uh, but there are some areas that we say that this is not what I would put up with. And if, if we take it, we look at it and let's say, let's say we're going to just take it within our own household, you know, and obviously the talent for everyone is going to be different. But if I'm going to say within my own household, these are the things that I expect. Mm -hmm. I expect that my friends won't come into my house and break shit just right. because they feel like it. I expect that they won't come in my house and steal shit. You know, I expect that they won't come in my house when I'm not there, you know, by means of a window or a key that they had made for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> it was just that one I, time, Turk. Right. I, I expect that they won't, you know, take a shit and put it in my refrigerator or in my bed as a joke. Yes, I'm, I'm talking about you, Amber Heard. Um, <laughs> um, and I, you know, there's just certain things that I, that I expect out of people. Or I should say there are certain things I don't expect from people. I don't expect you to act this way at all. I don't mm -hmm. because that's not the way I live my life. And that's not the way most people live their lives. Right. You know, 
And so, again, like I said, there's going to be a time where you're like, well, I also, you know, don't expect you to fart while you're in my house. Well, you know what? That's, you know, I just expect that if you do, that you say, hey, sorry, excuse me, or I'm going to, you know, whatever it is. But, you know, it's the main things of like, this is how we survive as a people, as a society, mm-hmm. as civilized individuals in the world. We don't do these things. And I think the, I think the biggest part about it is that these people that are doing these things, they're not under some delusion that they're wrong. They know that they're wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing here is if you know that you're wrong, it's not like you're like, well, I was raised to be able to, or wait, 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 this isn't right. Because it's not like this is the first time someone's just popped up and be like, hey, guess what? It's not right to harass people or force them or coerce them to do things that blah, blah, blah. Like, no, these are things that you know for the longest time that you shouldn't be doing. You shouldn't be acting like this. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a a surprise. It's not like if you walk up to one of these guys who who have all this stuff going on against them and be like, you know, like, let, let's say that, you know, you do this six months ago or whatever, and you walk up to him, it's like, oh, hey, you know, you really shouldn't coerce a woman to sleep with you and, and like, manipulate her into thinking she'll have an end in her career if, if she sleeps with you. It's not like he's going to go, oh, why, thank you, Turk. I never thought of it that way. I mean, like, fuck off. Right. It's like, well, well how do you get dates? Like, right. Well, uh, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but I also don't and <laughs> not get them that way. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's like these people know that what they're doing is wrong. And so mm-hmm. it's not like they're like they're delusional. And what you're basically asking other people to do is say, you know, that I promise that I won't become delusional. Like, no, like they, they already know that, that they're just they're horrible people. And they do it either because they don't care or they feel they can get away with it or there's like. Actually, I think it's really, I don't really think there's any other reason you could say it's like they either don't care or they feel they can get away with it. Yeah. Um, and both of which acknowledges the moral implications of what they're doing. <laughs> right. I, but the bottom line is they, they know exactly what they're doing mm-hmm. and they know that it's not right. I, I have never made a vow that I would like never rob a bank and I've never made a vow that I would never go on a mass shooting spree. Because I'm just not going to do it. Like, I, I shouldn't have to make that promise to people because it's just not what you do. <laughs> uh, I will make a vow that I'll never go on a mass shooting spree. But I do have to say there is a part of me that is very, very curious about robbing a bank. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm like 90, 63 percent. You know, you, 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 the numbers, numbers are just numbers. They don't really matter. But I'm pretty, I, I, you know, I can't see myself doing that. I can't see myself. But there is a part of me that's like, I wonder if I could, like, I wonder if I could, if I could plan it and execute it properly to where no one gets hurt and I get what I want. You know? That's okay, it. Doc. <laughs> I just so, drew this entire fucking map in chalk while we were talking. <laughs> but I know. But I know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. yeah um, 
Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, uh, harassment. Oh yes. <laughs> no, I, that, that, seriously speaking, though, I mean, right? I'm not. I'm not gonna. I, I shouldn't have to. I shouldn't have to do that. And I, I, I guess if I really, really, really had to ask somebody, I mean, really had to know, I, I would ask the people like <clears throat> that came up with this. What, what, what are you expecting? What's your expectation from this? Yeah, yeah. Which I feel like they would say awareness, but it's like, but there's better ways of of doing this awareness thing, you know. And for so, that, for that matter, sorry, sorry to to keep keep going here, but um, this this is a point I wanted to make. I feel like people have known about sleazeballs in the comic industry since like the '90s, and that it's always been kind of a given. If an editor invites you up to his hotel room to discuss the finer points of a contract, don't go. Or yeah, why? Why would I? Yeah, like it just—I remember a story, and it's funny that it's Dave Sim because you know Dave Sim doesn't have the greatest of reputations, and a lot of people say that he's a misogynist. Blah 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 blah. Not worth getting into on this one. But I mean, there was a story of. I like a good massage. <laughs> yeah, well. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to derail you. There. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, like uh, apparently a young lady had gone up to him and was like, "I'm I'm getting offers from editors to review my portfolio," and like without even looking up from his desk while he's doing convention sketches or his table while he's doing convention sketches, he's like, "Okay, so never accept a private meeting with them. Never go up to their hotel room to discuss the contract. Never do this. Never do that. This should be obvious to you." And I mean, this was like the early '90s, where somebody who really doesn't even have a pony in the race, you know, the last thing you would associate Dave Sim of Cerebus with would be like the social justice awareness kind of thing. And like to him, it's just this is as simple as night and day. Of if you have somebody in a position of power saying, I have something I can offer you, come here where it's just the two of us and no supervision, you don't fucking do that. Right. Like, at some point, you have to take on your own. Like, you have to take on some self-defense and self-awareness to say, it would be really not a good idea for me to go and do this as well. And that's not to put any blame on the victims of these guys at all. I would never want to do that. But... Uh, the exact same token, you you kind of need to know at this point. You owe it to yourself. If you're going to be in the comics industry, you owe it to yourself to know that sleeping with a guy to try to get an in to a publishing company is not a good move. Going up to his hotel room completely alone where it's just the two of you and no nobody else there is not a good move. You kind of owe it to yourself to know what is safe and what is not at this point. All right, so I'm going to add something there is the story you told, um, you know, if that story is accurate and he's doing a sketch and he doesn't even look up, then that says that that he, this is in such a common thing. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's, he, hadn't, he hasn't seen her work, so he's not saying, oh, yeah, your work is shit. So if they're offering you this, it's because, no, if he's just sitting there drawing, she's like, hey, I got these people here, you know, he, he automatically just says like, oh, okay. You know, I don't know who these people are, don't know, not one thing, but you're a female and this industry is got probably a lot of predatory males in it. Mm-hmm. So before I, I mean, look at your stuff, I don't know anything, but I do know this. 
Yep. Um, and and again, it may seem like it's um, <clears throat> it may seem like you know it's it's a given, um, but I, I think yeah, a lot of times, and like I said, we talked about this way back when. Um, a lot of times when you when it's something that you really want, um, something that you really want, and you may know that it's not. That there, that there are ways of going about it and there's ways that you shouldn't go about it that you sometimes um, kind of throw your your common sense you're like you like you know shut up common sense you, you you're, you're holding me back you know it's like <laughs> can't you see this is my dream <laughs> right it's, that's exactly it's like why are you trying to kill my dream um, and you you kind of like let that go and it's like and you shouldn't be like you know this could be my only chance like yeah but you know it, it could also ruin you it could also ruin your only chance mm-hmm. you know it's like uh you know it's it's like it's like the person that that you know i need some money and then they go well you know you could always like sell drugs but like, i'm not gonna sell drugs it's like dude all you gotta do is like one night you, you know you go out there and you do this and and you know, man, you you make some money, and then you have to do it again. And it's like, okay, and it's never that simple. Yeah, no, it's never that easy. You know, it's never just a one time I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it it never is. No matter what it is, it's unless, of course, it it's killing yourself. Then generally, that that's only one time. But um, <laughs> even but that's not foolproof. <laughs> right, that's that's correct. Even even for fools. Uh, but it's it's never that one time. So don't delude yourself. But again. Sometimes common sense takes a holiday when, you know, when the, uh, you know, your adrenaline gets pumping and, you know, you're, you, uh, you start to get the, uh, uh, endorphins kicking. It's like, oh my goodness, this could be it. This could be like, you know, that I'm finally reaching the goal of everything I've wanted. And then you're like, oh no, okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in, in, in the words of Dave Chappelle, it was like, no, oh, sometimes you got to race. You know, so, <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I, I mean, but I, I do think, again, if that story is accurate, that, you know, the fact that he was just like, yep, here's some things that you need to know. I don't even know who you are, mm-hmm. but I do know I do know you're a woman. And because of that, some people are going to think that you're an easy target and you've got to make sure that you can, you know, separate the the bullshit from the real. Yep. Yep, yep. And if nothing else, I mean, if nothing else, if if someone if if you're gonna offer me a deal, or or gonna want to discuss something, you know, if you can't discuss it in front of everybody, then not really not really sure that this is valid in any way. Like yeah, if we yeah. can't if we can't have that discussion here in front of everybody that we have to have it in private, you know, then like I'm not even sure if I could even trust that deal. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Hmm. Yeah, and and like I said, I mean that's you know that that is in no wise trying to put anything at all on the victims. It's just saying, you know, these types of people are out there, and whether they knew that any of these guys involved in Comicsgate 2.0 or whatever are were being accused of anything like that, you still have to exercise some type of common sense for your own safety. Right. So, 
Yeah. I mean, you know, you don't you don't throw caution to the wind, but you keep it on a tether like a kite. Right. And, you know, <laughs> and you, you, you let it get a decent distance. Um, but, you know, you always keep it within eyesight. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good way I do have a it. question. Oh, thank you. Uh, I do have a question, though, and uh, maybe you can answer this, <clears throat> and maybe I'm just stupid for not knowing it, but I heard a lot, especially about a particular a particular person, about grooming. Mm-hmm. What is grooming? So grooming is basically um, working with, it, 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 most often it involves a minor, but uh, not always, but uh, it's basically taking somebody who's very naive about sex and kind of kind of like pushing them in the direction of, well, hey, you're inexperienced, but I'm experienced. I can teach you. Um, you know, I can, I can make sure that your first time's good. I can make sure that, that, uh, that you know what to do for future sexual encounters. Um, pretty, pretty much anything like that. Like I said, most often it involves minors saying, oh, you know, you're, you're this age, you're still a virgin. I'll, I'll help teach you so that you can basically get into having, uh, into being sexually active and not be completely inexperienced with it. Well, so that I understand. Um, but in regards to a, a recent person, they were like, well, they were grooming these people um, and I'm like, okay, but, and these, these weren't, these weren't inexperienced people or minors. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not quite sure like what, and I, and there, there's a, there's a, uh, I saw something that was like, there was a website. They were like, you know, everything that this person has done was all kind of like put on here and is detailed. And I haven't read it yet. Um, but uh, my understanding from uh, my understanding uh, from the, the the article that I wrote was that the this person I'm not gonna say what they did was wrong, but there wasn't really any coercion or promise of hey if you do this for me I'll do this for you. Mm-hmm. It was more of like kind of like a like a mentorship that evolved into now i'm sure there's maybe some some steering but evolved into like you know something physical but there was never any again this is just from my, my initial reading i haven't really read into it like i need to yet um i'll make sure i put that out here yet because i do plan on looking into it but there was never any uh, any promise of anything right so I, that's why I'm like, I'm like, well, like they were, they were groomed, and I'm like, okay, but I don't, I'm not quite sure what that means here. Um, like, if if I if I say that, okay, hey, I know how to do X. So, you know, let's say that I know how to, you know, I don't know, uh, put a roof on a house. Right. And you're like, and you're like, hey, I want to learn how to put a roof on a house. I'm like, okay, sure, I can teach you how to do that, and by by me teaching you that and we work closer uh closely together and then um kind of things start to you know lead into something and that's probably my doing is that there i'm gonna kind of kind of steering things in that direction i'm not promising you anything but like you know oh well i can get you some really good roofing jobs after all this is done 
I'm not saying that. Uh, I'm not saying that you have for me to teach you that you have to do this for me. I'm not saying that either. I'm not right. making you any kind of promises. I'm doing exactly what I said, but I'm also using our friendship to get something out of it that I, I, so that's why I'm like, I, I'm not quite, I'm not understanding here. I'm not saying that it's not wrong. I'm saying I'm not understanding like what, like how that, how that works yeah. uh, or like that, most, that, that's the part that I'm missing. Most of what I understand from grooming is targeting minors or kids specifically. It's, it's basically desensitizing them to sexual abuse through favors, through you know, what have you. Um, right. Whether whether that's like, you know, buying them a game console or buying them a, like a cell phone or whatever, and then just kind of building the kids' trust and then isolating the kids and, and uh, desensitizing them. So as far as with adults, I really don't know how that works. Um, and I, you know, I, I really... I, you know, it's pretty easy to spell out what's happening when you're talking about the exploitation of children, but I really don't know how I would define it when it comes to, when it comes to adults. Yeah, I, I said, um, I, I've read, I've only, I've only read little bits of things, um, and I need to, like I said, I need to read uh, this this webpage. It's got all these accounts, uh, you know, from the people that you know were involved. But I was, I kept seeing that word. And I'm like, I know what that word means, but I don't know what it means in this context. And uh, and I was like, okay, so yeah, reserving any kind of like judgment. But I, like I said, I, I realized that what what I'm what I recognize the definition to be doesn't fit within these parameters here. So there's something I'm missing. I just need to know exactly what it is. Right. Right. I thought maybe you might have that. Yeah, I'm actually doing some googling as we speak, and I'm I'm really not seeing a lot on on adults. I mean, it's just it's basically just well, what I spelled out with kids. But I was gonna say, uh, obviously, you're probably not gonna answer right here because we'd be on the phone way too long. But I was gonna say, look up the individual, um, and I, and maybe that'll kind of show you. But I, I'll probably okay. I'll probably get it when I when I look up the uh, when I read that. The, when I read the accounts, I'll be like, oh, okay, now I get it. Yeah, yeah, um, just, just tar- uh, target me. <laughs> God, just uh, text me the, the link. Don't don't target me. That's the first stage of, of grooming. Don't do that. <laughs> What's stage two? <laughs> I'm not, not going to go into this on the podcast. Because <laughs> I've, I've been at stage one for so long. <laughs> Grabs notepad, scribbles furiously. <laughs> Uh, so yeah we have been going for a while um because this is all bit one big recording batch i really don't know what's uh, what's what as far as our episodes but we've been recording for like three hours so yeah so this is probably a good uh jumping off point for an episode uh this is this is probably a multi-parter at this point (laughs) yeah uh, unfortunately, it's not. Well, it was. I knew going into it was going to be a heavy topic, mm-hmm. um, uh, and I was still trying to, you know, work some humor in there. But yeah, it's um, not not a lot of humor in this one. But it's not really a lot of humor you can put into it, right? Yeah, it's really not a funny topic. But uh, you know, the best thing about it being season three 
is that I fulfilled my promise to you about not talking about sex robots for the remainder of season two. You know, okay. <laughs> I thought the season two was going to last a lot longer. And then I was like, you know what? We probably need to stop season two and, and take a break and start season three. Um, so, I mean, yeah. season two still longer than season one was. So, it's <laughs> true. Yeah. Uh, can can we go a little bit longer before we start talking about the the automaton? <laughs> I will not talk about it for at least the next two episodes. Um, because I'm going to tell you right now, when you do bring it up, I've got a rebuttal that you <laughs> cannot refute. <laughs> I guess we'll see, but uh, yeah, I, I'll I'll give you two more episodes before I just find a way to disgustingly shoehorn it back into our topics of conversation. Okay, I mean, you know, you know what? I, because I'm such a nice guy, I am even going to give you prepare you so that you know, so you can try to work up some kind of defense to it, <laughs> but you can't. And and really, what I'm doing is I'm just stopping you right now from bringing up sex robots. <laughs> Because cause you know if you do, I'm going to bring this up and you're not going to have anything to say about it. Oh, are you about to and, talk about the Anna Kendrick movie, Dummy? Uh, no, because, I mean, she's not having sex with it. She just finds that it's just a, a friend. Next time you want to bring it up and be like, oh, I don't understand or blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. I'm just going to remind you that if if I had one, that, well, I'm sorry, I, that you, even though you want to talk about it so much, how you don't like them, and you know, it's like, hey, I would never have one, and blah, blah, blah. You know that you'd want one just so, and you can't deny this, you know you'd want one just so you could take it and go, throw her off the roof! Throw her <laughs> off the roof! Throw her off the roof! <laughs> yes, I, I can't deny that would be pretty amazing. <laughs> you would buy one. Just so we could do that. <laughs> and if I had one, you know, when like, the newest model came out, that's how I needed to buy a new one. Like, what do we do with the old one? I got an idea. <laughs> Throw her off the roof. That was an old model anyway. That's right. <laughs> yeah, when I was editing that Let's Watch, I didn't realize how long it took for us to actually get to that particular brand of the joke because every other time it was like throw her off the bridge <laughs> so it, it took us a hot minute to to find our true voice there i watched it i watched it with the with our commentary for like a good like 40 minutes or so and i was like oh my god yeah it took me it took me to line it up too because mm-hmm. i didn't start from the beginning um, and then I was like, oh, because then when it first happened, I was like, expecting to throw her off the roof. And I was like, no, wait, I was like, yeah, because he just picked her up throughout the window before we even like knew what happened. Right. <laughs> and then he just the other girl later. And I was like, where's her off the roof? And I'm like, oh, there it is. Throw her off the roof. It was so great. Ah, <laughs> oh, that was beautiful. <laughs> All right. Well, but you know, I, I, I'm, I'm very grateful that uh, that there was a lot of attention being brought to the things that are going on, and I said earlier, having to police somebody who should be policing themselves, and people not doing that, doing their 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 job, and saying, um, 
this guy or woman doesn't need to work here. Um, that, that's, that's wrong, but the fact that these people are being identified and saying, hey, look, we're, we're not putting up with this anymore, I think it's fantastic. But you, you don't treat the, you don't just treat the symptoms, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that, and you don't, you don't, well, once, once you find a quote unquote cure, you don't give the cure to people that aren't sick. Right. You know, it's like, uh, it's like when you, when you get the flu and it's like, well, yeah, well, we're giving you a little bit of the, of the, um, the virus so that your body can fight it and become, you know, and become immune. And it's like, but you also may, you know, get a little sick, you know, because of it, but you won't get the, the full you know, pneumonia or whatever it is. Right? But for the most part, that's, that's how you treat those kind of things, but you don't do that with everybody. Yeah. Um, so if I'm not sick, don't ask me to take a cure. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I think we're in the, in the interest of protecting people, we're kind of forgetting the right way that we need to protect people. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I, yeah, I completely agree with that. And, and again, I would say that just quote unquote canceling somebody doesn't solve the problem. Yeah, not even remotely. And I mean, <clears throat> if I was in school and I was really bad at spelling, and I couldn't spell worth shit, man, and I can't read worth shit, right? You don't go to my parents and be like, well, we're kicking him out of school because he can't do the basic things, which is, you know, read and write. So, yeah, bye. You're not allowed in school anymore. No, you 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 work with them and try to figure out what's going on. I mean, oh, by the way, your child's dyslexic. Right. There's, yeah. a, there's a fix for that. This can help them. I kind of think it's the same thing. You've got a problem and just throwing you out on your ass or, you know, in the streets doesn't fix the problem. The only difference is that a child that's dyslexic doesn't know that they're dyslexic. As where someone's a piece of shit knows they're a piece of shit. And you just have to, you know, be willing to accept help or ask for it. And if not one of those things, you know, or interests you, there's a nice piece of curb outside that you can sit your ass on. Yep. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, the, I'm sure. I'm sure that the, even as I'm speaking, people can hear the dogs barking in the background. But um, I'll I'll try to get that silenced out. Um, anyways, yeah, I will. Uh, I will bid everyone good night. I have been a Comey. I have candy in my mouth, <laughs> but it's a Zot. So, ooh, yeah, I, just, I had to have one of those. Yeah, Zots are amazing. But, I, as always, in Turk 182. Yeah, thanks for giving us a listen, folks. Uh, it's kind of a weird way to kick off Season 3, but, uh, yeah, it, it kind of weighed heavily on our minds, so. Yeah. And, um, yeah, 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 I don't think I have anything. Oh, 
I think I cut my thumb on the Zot. Yeah. That'll do yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why I understand why like the, the most delicious candy is always the one that's so deadly. Jolly Ranchers? Mm-hmm. They'll slice your tongue off. Doesn't matter if it's like the, the, the little hard ones or if it's like the, the Jolly Rancher sticks. Oh, yeah. They'll cut you up like a prison shiv. Oh, yeah. Zot, same thing. Yeah. Yeah, they're awful. <laughs> they're so damn good. So the day they start making candy-coated razor blades, my ass is in trouble. They probably would be, like, super, super tasty, though. They would be. Oh, my God. On the plus side, though, once I've, you know, officially cut my tongue off, though, and I don't have anything to worry about, I'm like, well, shit. There's nothing stopping from eating them now. <laughs> well, actually, it would be like, man, 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 man. Good twin <laughs> I like the red blade. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, bye everybody. Bye everybody. All right, there, folks. That was our moms think we're funny. Let's uh, let's give them a hand.